Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Back to the Coors Light Tailgate presented by Frost Brewed Coors Light, the Husky fans' most refreshing beer. And brought to you by Target Zero Safe Driver on your home for college football Saturdays and the Honks. Sports Radio 950 KJR. All right, 1002. Hey, dog fans, have a great time at the game and get home safe after the game. Just thinking you are okay to drive isn't enough. Remember, drunk, drugs, or high, it's a DUI. You got that, Coach? Yeah, I got that. Let's reach our I target. I have a designated driver, I know you do. so I don't worry about Let's it. Let's reach our target zero goal together. Zero traffic deaths in your family, zero traffic deaths in our state. All right, we're back here at the Montlake Market, the Coors Light Honk Tailgate Show, brought to you by Frostbrood Coors Light, refreshing dog fans all season long. We'll get a full scoreboard check at the bottom of the hour. A bunch of games in the top 25 underway, obviously, already. Dogs and Rutgers, 11 o'clock. We'll hear a lot more about the Scarlet Knights at uh, 10.30 from Chris Carlin, who's the radio voice of Rutgers, and we'll get your keys to the game, which I assume include uh, don't turn the ball over, uh, win the kicking game, Anything else I'm missing there? Run the ball. We've got to run the okay, ball and I stop got it the all. run. Okay, you're right. starting to yeah. learn the game We're of done. football, Dave. There's no need to even ask it because we've already got to figure it figured out. But John Ross, we talked a lot about John Ross coming back after the injury last season. Seven touchdowns, Dick, in 2014. 91 yards, 20 yards, 55, 75, 86, 196 yards for John Ross. Had a chance to catch up with number one this week before he makes his return today against the Scarlet Knights. So let's first of all just talk about what was last year like for you, man, having to sit out every Saturday, watch these guys on TV, not be able to practice, and just not be able to be out there with your guys. How, how tough was last year for you? It was very tough, um, but humbling at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, it helped me learn more things. Um, I got uh, to take coaching more. Um, I got to focus a little more on school, a little more, more on my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a humbling experience. Can you talk about the, uh, the coaching that you kind of maybe picked up. Tell me about kind of maybe a couple things that you noticed sitting out that maybe you wouldn't have noticed if you were out there playing. Um, just uh, plays. Yeah. Um, I got to uh, read defenses better. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot, really. But those are just the biggest things I want to key on because yeah. um, those are things that when you come in as a freshman, you really don't you really don't really uh, pay too much attention to. Yeah. Um, it's hard to really like, because you get a big playbook in, in this system, and it was hard to really uh, focus on just, just that, you know. And it's, it's already hard enough just being a young freshman. I was, right. seven, I was 17 when I got here, you know. <laughs> I was playing at 17, so it was very yeah. hard for me. Yeah, I'm 43. I'm not sure if I could handle it, for God's <laughs> sakes, but at 17, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. When you, when you hurt the knee, was there any thought in your mind of wondering, hey, will I be able to get the explosion back? Will I get the speed back? Did you wonder that at all when this happened? It definitely, because it was something that was new to me. Um, I've always kind of had like lingering pains, but n- never a tear or anything. Nothing that really slowed me down as much. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst I've ever had was an ankle sprain, you know, um, and just to hear that um, I'm blowing my knee out, I wasn't able to walk. Um, mm-hmm. That was kind of it, it hurt to know that, and that was my first question. Well, what would it be like when I get back? Will I still be fast? 
you know, um, how explosive will I be in and out my cuts? And uh, trainers looked me right in my eye and told me, I promise you're going to be faster. Really? Yeah. And do you feel faster now? Yeah, I Honestly? feel much faster. Really? I feel much stronger, too. Okay. So are, are there any, John, remnants at all of the injury? Anything that you feel when you're out there running? Anything that you feel like you can't do now that you could do before the injury? Um, not at all. I feel like I, I can still do pretty much do everything that I could do before. Um, I just feel heavier right. <laughs> and, and weight. Right. Um, right. But, um, yeah, there's nothing that I don't feel like I wow. can do. Wow. Do you think about it at all? Not anymore. I, th- I think uh, what got me hurt was thinking about my first knee surgery. Um, so now I just, just go out there and have fun, just like they tell me. I wonder for you, John, if there's a silver lining to all this. And when you got hurt, obviously nobody wanted to see you get hurt. But I remember saying on my show, hey, the benefit to this, if there is one, is that if he wants, he's going to have two years with this quarterback in this system right. instead of just the one. And I'm wondering now that you look back on it, because you're here now, is that silver lining something that maybe pops into your head? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was one thing I was excited about. Uh, just to see the the year that Jake had last year, mm-hmm. it was amazing. Um, so I knew uh, just coming into this year it was going to be great. Um, he's done a, a phenomenal job, and each and every day he's getting better. Yeah. Each and every week he's progressing, and I was I was excited to to know that I, I was going to have a, a good quarterback. Yeah, and then just to run out of that tunnel again this weekend after what you've been through, how how big is that moment? You think it'll be for you? Let me tell you, we during camp we had a practice game just to warm up <laughs> and, and let everything put on the jerseys, um, had a scrimmage. Um, it was it was almost like a game, so it was so unreal to me just yeah. to. Just to get that game day atmosphere, it was a little bit of fans here. It was just, mm-hmm. it was priceless, and I was, it was like a flashback of my first game, and I was, I was so excited. I bet I couldn't keep a smile off my face. It was, <laughs> I had so much fun, I and it, it was only practice. So I, I'm just imagining what game day is going to be well, like. And the fans are looking forward to it big time on on Saturday. And as long as we've known you, uh, I would never describe you as cocky, but a lot of people have said that this offense is lacking that guy that can take the top off a of defense and uh, stretch the field. You seem to be that guy to fill that role. What do you think you can bring to this football team this year? Um, well, everyone who's saying that don't really know the system well enough. We got a, a lot of guys who can blow the top off the defense, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm proud to see the young guys get out and play. Who are um, those guys, in your opinion? Um, Quinn Pounds, Andre Batelli, Dante Pettis, uh, Chico McClatcher, KJ Young. We got we got a few guys who can who can really do a lot of things, uh, big things for this program. And I, I just feel like I bring. That, that veteran side to it now that I'm older and I understand things more. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, I'm, I'm always going to be a fast guy. Um, I'm, I'm doing better and becoming more of a receiver than just a fast guy. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, not hearing to be just a kick return guy or the right. fast guy. You know, right. I want to be uh, the receiver, the possession guy also. So. I'm working um, to be all all of the above. Have you uh, have you clocked yourself in the forty since the injury? Um, we we uh, had a husky combine every year, okay. and I ran four two five. Four two five. Yeah. And what were you before the injury? Four two nine. Wow. So you have gotten faster. Yeah. I love it, John Ross. Listen, welcome back, man. Can't wait to see you out there Saturday. Go get him, pal. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, John Ross uh, didn't get a chance to watch him play a year ago, but he's back, Dick Baird, and certainly brings an element of speed to this offense, man. No doubt. Yeah, there's no question that I'm really impressed by how John has developed as a wide receiver. His releases are a lot better. That is getting off the line of scrimmage. If you try to jam him, he's going to really blow by you because he's just so fast. But a lot of of things that help a, a receiver like John, because he comes in with a reputation of speed,
that the corners have to back off of him a little bit, and that sets him up for the underneath routes, the comebacks, the curls, the outs, and stuff like that. And I, I just think that John has shown great maturity in the in the year he didn't play last year. I watched him on the sideline, and yeah, he, he, he was involved. He was involved. He was engaged. He was a leader all the way and and now it's amazing here he is he's the most senior player uh in that uh group of wide receivers and he mentioned some of the young kids we know about chico and we we know about pettis and and those guys but quentin pounds played a little bit last year and got hurt we got his red shirt year back yeah he's really he's number 21 so he's got four years left yes wow. he's got four years okay. to play good so and so does uh uh, Austin, I mean, yeah, uh, Pettis. Dante? No, no. Which guy are you talking about here? No, no. I'm They're all jacked up. You're getting your names yeah, all well, messed up. Yeah, I, I know. Okay, Focus on Pounds for a second. Okay, well, yeah. uh, I, I really liked Quentin Pounds last year uh, in when he first got on campus, and it looked like he was going to play as a true freshman. Yep. Got hurt, like, in the second game. We got him back. But Shelley's the guy you're thinking of. Yeah, He's but Shelley and, yeah, and, yeah. and Aaron Fuller, number Correct. 12. Yes. Th- those yes. two kids are, are rookies coming in and another wide receiver that we haven't seen yet is um connor griffin who was the transfer basketball player from uh gonzaga prep and he is uh lost some weight he was a tight end they moved into wide receiver he's our biggest wide receiver at 6'3 and about 225 so and then we got the transfer kid kj young who came in from uh oklahoma via riverside junior college so we, we've got a bunch of guys we we really haven't seen, and I think you're going to see them sprinkled in because in the past they have sent a lot of plays in with the wide receivers. What kind of role does Jeff Lindquist play at tight end? Jeff uh, Jeff is uh, he he's the movement guy. He he actually backs up uh, Daryl Daniels. Uh, so there, there's tight ends that are on the line of scrimmage, and then the tight end is like a fullback, yeah, insert yeah. blocker. Now, Jeff's a good blocker. He's got really good hands, and he's the personal protector on the punts, and he's the holder on the field goals. So he's a real team guy. He's already got his degree. Everybody knows he's from Mercer Island, and he was a big acclaimed quarterback coming in, but he he bit into his own ego, and he, he's really made a commitment. You'll see Jeff all over the yeah. field today. Hey, let's, uh, we're going to hear a lot more about Rutgers in the bottom of the hour from Chris Carlin. Uh, no relation to George, by the way, I don't think, uh, is the play-by-play voice of Rutgers football about 1030. But give me a take on these guys. Brand-new head coach and Chris Ash, who was the defensive coordinator at Ohio State. Uh, their uh, offensive coordinator, Drew Maringer, was at Houston a year ago, and they're battling against Oklahoma right now, by the way, and playing well. But... Uh, you don't know a lot about these guys as far as what they'll do because they haven't done it together yet. Uh, what do you see on paper from this Scarlet Knight team that's of concern for you, Coach Bear? Okay, the style uh, of their offense is the hurry-up, no-huddle, a read zone uh, uh, offense. And, you know, that creates problems for you if you don't have enough depth in your defensive line because they keep coming to the line of scrimmage. They will not huddle. They will be right on the ball. And that's why the... Uh, uh, Laviano, the yep. Chris old, Laviano, the older quarterback. quarterback, is the is the starter because he can handle all of that uh, quick up tempo stuff. So that that concerns me. Uh, you know, defensively, they're a four three. Uh, Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Primary defense with a cover four, which means quarter, quarter halves or quarter, quarters all the way across. And, uh, that means that allows their their secondary guys to come up a little tighter on our wide receivers. So, you know, like I said, John's ability to go deep, and they already know about him, He that'll back them off a little bit. But they're going to play more aggressive. Uh, it's, a, it's a totally different scheme than they ran last year at Rutgers. Yeah, so yeah. really, watch. I watched Rutgers against Washington State just last week just to take a look at personnel. Yeah. You know, did and you see what their return guy did? Oh, God. By return, the way, Janarian Grant. They call him uh, the Great or something, Janarian well, the this Great. Guy, this guy's got six career touchdowns on special teams, right. four kickoff returns, two punt returns, had two of them, one punt, one kickoff return against the Cougars a year ago. And let's face it, man, you're 26 and a half point favorites for a reason. But if you're going to blow this, you're blowing it because you give up cheap scores and you turn the ball over. Right. So this guy, Grant, man, I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's our he's, he's like John, our John Ross, Correct. you know, right. and but he led the nation in kickoff return yardage last year. Now, that's a kind of a misnomer in that, that the reason is they kick, got kicked off to a lot. Right, you know? right, right. But he is really an explosive uh, player and certainly uh, has the attention of Tristan Viscano, the, our punter. Uh, I talked to Tristan about it, and he says, yeah, you know, he's a real threat coach. He, so I would say on punts, they're probably going to hem him in to the sideline to reduce the amount of room he's yep, got. Yep. And, uh, you know, you don't know what's going to happen on the kickoff. So here's an interesting thing, though, going into this whole thing. They have a rookie kicker and a rookie punter coming into this game. Rutgers does. So that's that's an interesting deal. They, they've never they've never kicked. Now we have a rookie snapper, right, I know, right. in Luke Hutchinson yep. who who played at O'Day High School here in Seattle and played for I think the great Al Roberts, one of the best special teams guys that's around, but uh, Luke is first thing, but we got this guy uh, Janarian Grant, which is, we're going to have our hands full with, with this guy on kickoffs and punts. No yeah, question. By the way, you ever see a, uh, a depth chart with as many Italians as, uh, as Rutgers got? Oh, you want to know? from New Jersey. You know, Rutgers huh? has 20 kids in the NFL. Five of them play for the New England Patriots. That's nuts. Well, you got, uh, uh, let's see, your backup long snapper's last name is Sportelli. Uh, you got a wide receiver, Agadosi. Uh, you got a uh, quarterback, six, six, by the quarterback way. named Laviano. You got a tight end named uh, Arcidiacono uh, over at Rutgers. I think uh, Tony Soprano's kid may play for Rutgers, <laughs> too, by the way. So check well, that out when the game that gets is, going. That is New Jersey. Oh, no know? doubt. <laughs> All right, we got a break. 10-15, come back and hear from the defensive coordinator. Get your keys to the game and hear from the voice of Rutgers football. All from the Montlake Market right here on the Coors Light Honk Tailgate Show. Brought to you by Frostbrood Coors Light. Refreshing dog fans all season long right here on 950 KJR. <laughs> Dick Baird and Dave Softy Muller. Yes! The Hawks on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Back to the Coors Light tailgate presented by Frost Brewed Coors Light. The Husky fans' most refreshing beer. And brought to you by Target Zero Safe Driver on your home for college football Saturdays and the Hawks. Sports Radio 950 KJR. 
All right, let's get right to it. The Coors Light uh, Frost Brewed Honk Tailgate Show continues here from the Montlake Markets, uh, courtesy of Frost Brewed Coors Light, refreshing dog fans all year long. Uh, keys to the game from Coach Baird, Chris Carlin, voice of Rutgers football. Coming up in a minute, but right now, uh, Pete Kwiatkowski doing a hell of a job. I think you'll agree, Dick, as defensive coordinator. Uh, this football team uh, putting a bunch of guys in the NFL and bringing a group back that was 18.8 points per game last year, number one in the conference. Had a chance to catch up with Coach Kwiatkowski before today's opener against Rutgers. Everybody is obviously just jacked for this team and for this game Saturday and for this defense. And I guess for lack of a better question, how, how excited are you to see what your boys can do starting Saturday? Well, I'm excited for them just to get out there and, um, you know, go and hit somebody else other than their, yeah. their own guys, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it's not how excited I get. It's, you know, I know these guys are excited and they're ready to go. And yeah. as a coach, you're always trying to keep that uh, – that even keel. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't want to get too jacked up because <laughs> tend not to think straight when you do that. But uh, right, right. I'm excited for these guys to go out and show what they can do. Yeah. Well, what's what, what's Friday night like before a season opener for you? You mentioned not getting too jacked up, but what is that night like for you, man? Well, there's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of smoke and wheels turning inside <laughs> about all the what ifs. Yeah. And but you're trying to you're, as a coach, you're trying to stay relaxed. And um, you want your kids relaxed, you want them confident, relaxed, and just so they can go play fast and free. And yeah. um, but you know, you've, you've gotten most of your work in. You're, you're finishing up on you know just some mental things. And yeah. um, as, as from personally, I'm always trying to talk myself into enjoying the process because so, <laughs> it can be so overwhelming. Just you know all the. The stuff that's out of your control, and it's like just go play, you know. Sure, just sure. Go play. Well, Pete Kwiatkowski again, Husky defensive coordinator, with us on the on the air. Uh, you mentioned the what ifs, and I'm I'm just curious from your perspective, what are the what ifs about this defense that even you're kind of curious to see how they play out starting Saturday? Yeah, so this is a totally new year and a new team, and like like any new year, you know, tackling how we're going to mm-hmm, tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a huge one right there. Um, and then you know we're going to be able to we're going to be able to create some turnovers because that that's huge if we can create turnovers and not rely on the offense to just cough it up to us. Um, I mean those are the two main things, and you know I think the guys are going to play fast. Um, they're going to be physical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know keeping their emotions in check because it's a big opening game, and right. you know not trying to do too much, do their job, not someone else's. And then um, you know they just got to settle in and and play yeah there, there, there's no doubt that you guys were aggressive a year ago i'm wondering though that now that these guys are a year older secondary is a year older azim victor <coughs> excuse me Keyshawn Bieria, uh elijah greg players like that do you feel like you can even maybe even take more risks and be even more aggressive with an older defense um i mean we we want we want we have that mentality right. now but when you say aggressive that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to blitz all the time mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. um I think with confidence and experience, guys, are their knowledge and their understanding of what their job is, they can take educated, um, educated risks or yep. make decisions. I'm going to go make a play on this ball, or I'm going to go, I'm going to shoot this space to go make the tackle. Right. Um, when it might ne- necessarily be on paper what they're supposed to do, and so that's what good defenses do. Everybody, they, they know what their job is, and they know to execute their job at a, at a high speed, fast, fast um, level of play and, and take those uh, calculated 
gambles or yes. risks, however yeah. you want to put it. Pete, there's no doubt that this secondary is outstanding. We'll see if they can show it starting Saturday. But this defensive line seems to have come a tremendous way since you guys first took over. Maybe kind of compare where that foursome was when you first got here. You had the big names, but maybe the depth wasn't there. What about that group as a whole now? Um, yeah, the depth is different. Um, yeah, the first year, you know, we had some really, really outstanding players, mm-hmm. and they, they they had to play a lot of football um, for us, and they were experienced. Um, but everything was new to them, right. you know, because right. of the, the the coaching change. So we were growing together, and then our um, you know you go now, and now we you know we do feel we got got really good depth, um, and you know the quality. Um, I don't know if it's quite there yet, but mm-hmm. it's get it, you know it's mm-hmm. getting there. Um, but we, we feel like we got guys that we can rotate through, keep them fresh, and um, I think you know I think they're in great shape. So I think right. even the, they, they could go a lot longer than than they um, than they think they can. Right. So is this is is this the best secondary group that you've had in coaching? Not even just talking about the starting four or when you go nickel the starting five, but just the depth overall. Is this the best group that you've had since you've been coaching? Uh, it's, yeah, that's one of them for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, we had a, we had a really good run of DBs back at Boise. Uh, no question. Um, yeah. They're all in the NFL, but um, yeah, this is they're right up there with those dudes for sure. What makes this group so good in your mind? What what can they do that can make them great in your opinion? Well, besides being you know, athletic, these, they're they're extremely competitive and they're smart. I mean, these guys are they're they're students of the game. They um, they, they understand. You know, Coach Lake does a great job. Understanding the the splits and distributions of receivers, what's coming. Um, so, like I was talking about earlier, that being to make those educated decision, decisions. Well, right, if, right. if they know they have it, they're, they're anticipating what's coming before the before the snap because of the look they're getting from the offense. They can play that much faster, and then that ball ball shows they can go make a play on it. Yeah, and then how about how about Rutgers? Uh, brand new head coach, so really not a lot of tape on. What they run, uh, Coach Ash has made no secrets about it. He wants to be Urban Meyer and run the Ohio State system. Did you actually look at some Ohio State tape before this game? Oh, yeah. We watched a little bit of those guys. And then and obviously, obviously what they did at Houston, because that's where their OC is from. Yep. Um, What's the key to a game like this, then, from your perspective on defense? It's just guys, I mean, playing your rules. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've, we've seen t- – from our own offense and then from, you know, what we think they're going to do. We've seen tons of formations and tons of plays, and it's, everybody's got rules um, based off the call. Yeah. Get your eyes right, fit it like you're supposed to fit it, and um, and then we'll adjust as, as we see fit uh, as the game progresses and there's something that, you know, they're doing that we – didn't prepare for no doubt i love it great stuff man best of luck this season uh, we're all jacked up starting saturday man so go get him we'll talk soon all right thank you appreciate it he kwiatkowski defensive coordinator uh great, Siri, great coach no doubt about it man he knows his stuff all right so a, a couple keys for a win today for you dub go uh, easy don't turn the ball over win the turnover ratio win win the kicking game and <laughs> and run the ball and i got a, my grandson jackson reminded me that rutgers played in the first his, in the history of football, yeah. the very first football I think game. you were there. Yeah. <laughs> it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Of course, game. So you can tell us about it. Good stuff, man. All right, man. All right. Let's uh, keep it right here. The uh, play-by-play voice of Rutgers football. Uh, to find out more about the Scarlet Knights, Chris Carlin joining us right now on the radio show. Chris, how are you, man? Uh, I'm great, Dave. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So uh, kind of a new feel, uh, I would assume, for this Rutgers football team as opposed to the one that you came out here with a couple of years ago. Uh, talk about Chris Ash and the uh, the new era that's about to be unveiled at, uh, at Rutgers starting today. Well, there's a whole lot that's new, not just, you know, on the field, but off primarily with, you know, the coaches always talk about building the the new culture that they want. And he's done a, a real good job of getting players to buy into that. You know, the idea of, you know, accountability and, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so far, so good. Um, they have uh, definitely done a lot in the weight room and you can see a, a marked difference uh, in the team physically this year. And, you know, offensively, they are switching from a pro style to a spread, and you have a lot of the same personnel uh, that were here before. So that's going to be interesting. You know, they have they seemingly have adapted pretty well to it so far, and, you know, you feel like um, it's going to be a little bit simpler, I think, for them to handle. But uh, they always say that, at least these days, that the most difficult thing to defend is the spread. So we'll see exactly how that plays out. Yeah, Chris, uh, Chris what's your take on the move to the Big Ten? by this program looking back and maybe it's too soon to call it now but uh right move wrong move indifferent on uh, on that move to the big 10 in your mind oh no no question it was the right move and and you know look i mean last year it didn't translate for them but the year before you know they had uh, went three and five in a conference but they ended up winning you know eight games in a bowl game so that they were you know they were showing early that they had the ability to be there and 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 look there's no doubt that they have to continue to improve facilities and such to compete in the big 10 but financially it was a no-brainer i mean it's it's not even close and and it made all the sense in the world for them and it's it's paid dividends for the big 10 so far too because you know rutgers uh, when they are good, they have delivered New York uh, pretty consistently as a television market, and I think that was a, a good portion of the idea, too, is to get the Big Ten Network into as many houses as you could. Well, Chris Carlin, again, is the voice of Rutgers football. He's in town today for the game against the Huskies, 11 o'clock on the Pac-12 Network, and again, don't forget our postgame show from the Montlake Market after the game. Uh, let's talk about this Rutgers football team that we will see this afternoon. A uh, lot of guys back from a football team that was 4-8 and eight last season. Uh, what kind of jump do you see Rutgers taking this year, and what does this football team do well as of right now on paper, at least in your opinion? I think they're going to be much better defensively. They had all kinds of problems in pass defense last year. Uh, you know, finished uh, down below, uh, down near the bottom uh, in in one double and one A football. So that that's going to be drastically improved. I mean, that's Chris Ash's background is is defensive back and uh, you know uh, defensive coordinator at Ohio State. So I think you'll see that improve dramatically. They have a strength in the front four. Um, 
and probably go about seven or eight deep there. Darius Hamilton returns this season, who was a tremendous playmaker. He was he was out the majority of last season, only played in one game and aggravated a knee injury, but he's been itching to get back, fifth-year senior. Uh, and you see a couple of other guys on the edge in Julian Penix-Odrick and, and Quanzel Lambert, who are pretty explosive as well. Sebastian Joseph up front. Those guys do things well. I think this offensive line is going to be pretty good, too, because you've got some, uh, while you are replacing a couple of starters, you've got some decent experience to work with there. Uh, I think also the running back spot is a spot that they are very deep at with Robert Martin, Josh Hicks, Justin Goodwin, and even a true freshman in Trey Snead. I wouldn't be shocked if you saw uh, you know, all four play this afternoon um, because they have a lot of confidence in all those guys. Hey, Chris, before we talk about Laviano, and I want to ask you about Janorian Grant because this guy seems like a stud. There's no question about it. Uh, I, I saw a stat about the offense last year, and if this is wrong, then please correct me, that when Rutgers ran for 200 yards or more, they were 4-0. When they did not, they were 0-8. Is that true? And how much will they lean on that run game this year starting today? Well, look, I mean, I think their style is to run. I mean, yeah, and it's it's not that surprising when uh, you're able to run for 200 yards that you'd have uh, that level of success. But I, I think that um, – you know, they want to be a run-first team out of the spread. I, I think that's pretty clear. You know, they, they, I would compare their offense just in terms of style to that of Ohio State, where even though they're in a spread, it is a little bit more of a power run game to it. And I think you'll see some of that. Um, you know, with Janarian Grant, I mean, he is just a threat to go anytime he touches the ball. Um, he's got six kick returns in his career for touchdowns, uh, four last year, three kick return and a punt return, uh, had one of each last year against Wazoo at Rutgers. So, you know, there's no doubt that he's a guy that you have to figure out ways to get the ball in his hands. Yeah, there's no question. I, I mean, look, I would be concerned about him on special teams uh, as well as I would at wide receiver. But uh, as you know, the uh, the strength of that Washington defense right now is their secondary. I mean, they are just yeah. stacked in that secondary with Buda Baker and Sidney Jones and Kevin King and Darren Gardenhire. Uh, JoJo McIntosh, is there, a, is there a part of you that is uh, curious to see how that passing game with Grant looks like against this uh, death row defense, as they call it up here in Seattle? Well, there's no question. I mean, it's it's one of those kind of measuring sticks to find out where you are in the receiving core. Um, you know, I don't think it's the case where, you know, you're going up against a secondary like that and you want to come out and throw the ball 50 times a game. You know, <laughs> I think that's asking for it. But at the same time, um, you know, I think that they're not going to be shy about doing what they need to do. Uh, and they're certainly not going to be, I think, fearful of, of that. They Tremendous talent, there's no question, uh, on Washington. But uh, that's, that's something that Chris Ash has really emphasized, the idea that we're going to do what we do, and, and, and we're going to be a, a team that has a very good identity in the pass and run games to it. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you just got to, as much as you take advantage of what the defense is going to give you, yeah. uh, you also have to keep to your identity as much as you can. All right, I, I have never seen, and again, Chris Carlin, voice of Rutgers football with us on the air, Dogs and Scarlet Knights, 11 o'clock today from Husky Stadium. I, I, I've never seen Chris Laviano play. Uh, I, I've seen him on YouTube, but that doesn't do much for me. Uh, for a guy like me and for fans like the Husky fans who have never seen this guy play, what is he all about? You know, Chris is a guy that last year as the starter went through his 
struggles, and he admits didn't handle himself uh, as well as he could at times. Uh, you know, the fan base in New Jersey is is certainly one that uh, can be fickle, and you understand why they've had. Uh, you know, over the last 10, 12 years, they've had a pretty good amount of success. Uh, getting to an awful lot of bowl games. And Chris Chris struggled a bit, but I think Drew Merringer coming in as the new offensive coordinator has really had a very positive effect on Chris, both as a quarterback, but more importantly, as a man. It seems like Chris has really done an awful lot of growing up, an awful lot of maturing during the offseason. There's always uh, room for more of that. But, you know, I think Chris has a better handle on not just being a successful college football player, but what he needs to do to be a success period in anything. Chris, before you go, and with a new head coach, you never know how a team responds in game one, flying 2,500 miles away from home for the opener. But obviously Washington, by Vegas standards, is a heavy favorite in this game. How, how surprised would you be or not surprised would you be if Rutgers came in here and pulled off the upset? Well, I, I, I don't know that I'm ever surprised in college football anymore. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's amazing. We, we continue to say that. You know, look at all the great games this weekend, and, you know, some of them just look like, you know, why wouldn't Alabama just beat up on USC? Well, that's why they play. Um, I, it's hard to say. I mean, you know, this is, for all intents, new systems on both sides of the ball that these guys are getting used to, and a new head coach and a completely new staff that they, you know, they've spent nine months now getting to know each other. So let's see where it's at. It's hard to, it's hard to say, but uh, even Chris Ash in his uh, interview with me this week for our pregame, you know, said, listen, as a, as a head coach, you're always going to be paranoid about how your team's going to show up on Saturday. So would I be surprised? No, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if, if they've had such a, an incredible turnaround, but I'm not surprised by much these days. Chris Carlin, great stuff. Uh, enjoy the game and we'll talk soon man down the road appreciate this pal uh, absolutely Dave. my pleasure you got a chris carlin voice of rutgers football dogs and rutgers to open things up we'll get a break and uh, a lot more to come right here on 950 jr the honks on seattle sports radio 950 kjr back to the coors light tailgate presented by frost brewed coors light the Husky fans' most refreshing beer. And brought to you by Target Zero Safe Driver on your home for college football Saturdays and the Honks. Sports Radio 950 KJR. All right, dog fans, final segment for us of the Coors Light Honk Tailgate Show live from the Montlake Market. Don't forget post game, also from the market after the game with myself, Dick Baird, and Hugh Millen. But uh, today's kickoff uh, coming up in a matter of minutes uh, over on the uh, Pac 12 Network. Uh, one of four games today live. On the Pac-12 Network, uh, year number five for the network. And the guy who's been uh, around for the last couple years with the Pac-12, uh, handling the color duties for tonight's broadcast uh, with Roxy Bernstein, uh, Anthony Heron, joining us right now on the radio show. Anthony, how are you, pal? I'm outstanding, Dave. I mean, we got a great day for football here. I love Husky Stadium. You've been here, obviously, more than I have. But when you think about the picturesque, settings in college football they get much better than this yeah there's no doubt and uh, it's it's a lot better though when the team is winning and there's 72,000 people inside there I can tell you that right now may not have that kind of crowd today but the Huskies are working towards that for sure and we think that Chris Peterson's the guy uh year three for him the hype train is on warp speed for this Husky football program what do you make of the job Chris Peterson's done so far Anthony is the head coach at Washington and where do you see him taking this program in the next maybe three to five years or so 
Dave, I thought that the Peterson hire was one of the more intriguing hires in the entire country. And I, I got to call a number of his games when he was at Boise State. And I've gotten to watch the way he and his staff operate on the practice field, in the meeting room, on the game field. And I will tell you this, and I've said this to people as soon as the hire got made, I knew there would be a cultural shift that, you know, could have a couple of rough moments. But I I, I can't think of another staff that I've been around in all my travels as a player, as a coach, and certainly as a broadcaster that I'm more impressed with the way that their time is managed. And to me, on the field, most importantly, with the way that they teach the game of football. For me, I, I separate, you know, coaches from teachers, and both can be effective. Chris Peterson and his, head, and his staff, they teach football at as high a level as any staff top to bottom that I've been around. Uh, Anthony Heron again is with us from the Pac-12 Network. He'll be on the broadcast call with Roxy Bernstein in just a matter of minutes over on the Pac-12 Network. But you mentioned the culture change there. And when Peterson first showed up here on the job, he had guys like Danny Shelton. He had Shaq Thompson. He had Haole Kikaha. And he had a guy named Marcus Peters who uh, just had a great year with Kansas City as a rookie, uh, was obviously uh, one of the best corners in college football, became a first-round draft pick, and Peterson kicked him off the team uh, in his first year on the job. And you mentioned kind of establishing that culture, and I wonder how important were things like that to kind of maybe set the bar right away in year one for Chris Peterson? Dave, I'll tell you what, and I asked Chris Peterson about it this week. There was a moment that stuck out to me last season when Washington had that huge victory on the road in the Coliseum at USC last season. There was a moment during that game where they're trying to close it out defensively and they're picking up a couple of penalties, roughing the passer and Corey Littleton had a personal foul late in that game. Littleton comes to the sideline in the fourth quarter after a silly penalty. And in a, it initially, it had a similar look to a couple of those Marcus Peters moments on the sideline. Littleton's fired up. He's kind of upset. And he's trying to plead his case as he had kind of gotten chided by Coach Pete a little bit. Peterson, as Littleton is behind chirping behind him, Peterson turns around and just flashes this glare at him for a moment. Littleton literally just backed up, shut down, and got into more of a, a proper sort of sideline etiquette and demeanor. And that, to me, stuck out as a moment that showed the cultural shift that was now at that point being put in place by Chris Peterson and how the mentality of the players from a focus standpoint has started to turn a corner. Yeah, there's no doubt that it it did not take long to instill that culture that you're talking about. Uh, And I'll tell you what, man, uh, the one big thing about this coaching staff that has surprised me is that we talked about all those great players, Anthony. They had three first-rounders and a second-rounder in Kikaha in their first year. They lose all those guys defensively, and they get better. They lead the conference in scoring at under 19 points a game, one of the great defenses in college football. And now everybody in year three believes that they may have the best defense in college football. As a former defender yourself, uh, talk about what makes this defense great and how they've been able to so quickly put this group together. Well, Roxy Bernstein and I, we had the opening night game a couple of weeks or a couple of nights ago in Salt Lake City. And Utah's defense is another one that's ranked up there very highly. They were number one in the Pac-12 in run defense last season. They have a very deep secondary similar to what Washington has. And towards the end of the broadcast where Utah came out with a big victory, Roxy asked me, so who's got the best defense in the Pac-12? Now, obviously, I haven't seen the dogs in person this season yet, but towards the end of that Utah game, I told him, I believe, the Utah defensive front is better and deeper than Washington. But the back end, 
for Washington to me, especially from a man-to-man coverage standpoint, is deeper than what Utah has. To me, what separates the two defenses is the linebacker position. Utah's very young at linebacker. Washington's linebackers may be the best group across the board in the Pac-12. So top to bottom, I give Washington the edge defensively over Utah. Not a wide margin, but right now my thought going in is the dog. Anthony Heron again with us. He'll be on the call with uh, our buddy Roxy Bernstein for the Pac-12 Network in uh, in just a moment. Don't forget the postgame show coming after the game from the Montlake Market right here on 950 KJR. What about the offense, man? There's so much talk about the defense over at UW. We get our first crack this year to see Jake Browning and what kind of step he taken in year two miles gaskin uh an offensive line that brings back four of five guys from last year and oh by the way john ross the speed demon uh is back what do you make of this uw offense on paper man for me looking at it you know the the growth that we would anticipate that we expect from jake browning i'll be surprised if that isn't there but one of the things that jonathan smith the offensive coordinator told us just yesterday was that he wants to make sure that jake browning is playing within himself not pressing, not feeling like every snap needs to be some sort of big play or searching for a touchdown, to just kind of stay within the framework of the offense when there's a shot play that's available to take advantage of it. And I believe as long as they can do that, there's there's enough on the offensive line, there's enough depth at the running back position where they'll be just fine. The wide receiver position, while somewhat tested, is from a consistency standpoint, to me, still a bit unproven. Yeah. Having John Ross back in the lineup as that explosive element, have they really made him a more well-rounded receiver as they say they've been working to do over the last couple of seasons since the last time we saw him on the field as the most dynamic weapon in the Pac-12? That's, to me, what I'm going to have my eye on. What's the variety of route tree that he's really mm. capable of running well at this mm. point? Hey, uh, Anthony, before you go, I want to ask you about Rutgers in just a moment. Anthony Heron, again, Pac-12 Networks analyst with us on the air. He'll be on the po- on the call on the game uh, with Roxy Bernstein coming up in a few minutes over on the Pac-12 Network. And again, don't forget the postgame show after the game right here on 950 KJR. Uh, the Huskies brought over Jeff Tedford, uh, as you know, former head coach at Cal, uh, to be a consultant. And as Chris Peterson said, he can't coach players but he can coach coaches. And look, I mean, who knows what he'll do behind the scenes when the cameras are off. I'm sure bumping into Jake Browning in the hallway is going to happen probably more often than not. But what what can a guy like that bring to this football team and do for this coaching staff, just having him hanging around? It's more prominent than folks realize. It's just not usually a guy the status of Jeff Tetford. Right. <laughs> right. These types of opportunities. Yeah, but teams do this, and it is fairly frequent. Uh, but what he's able to do, in, whether in coaching coaches and, and sort of indirectly even being able to coach players, because to be able to communicate with the coaches about certain techniques the players are using, what he's seeing out on the practice field, and especially from a game plan standpoint that may suit the particular skill set of a player who's in the lineup. You know, maybe Chico McClatcher, who's expected to have a much bigger role at wide receiver this season, maybe there's a certain way where not only featuring him in the slot, but, hey, this is the guy, Pete, we should use him in some wildcat. Let's run him in motion and see how that affects the defense in certain settings. There's things that he can just add to the mix from all the big-time offense he's coached in the past, what he's been able to do 
to help quarterbacks and whether it's been pro style or spread, you know, Jeff Tepper's been around a, a large volume of offense in years past. Yeah. And so the way he coaches coaches, it can still have that indirect effect in coaching players because they can be utilized in a way that suits their skill set. No, I love it. All right. Anthony Heron again, PAC 12 network. Hey, before you go, uh, as you get ready for this game, give me a take on kind of what Rutgers presents as far as potential problems. They got a, a kickoff return man who took uh, a punt and a kickoff back for a touchdown against Wazoo in the opener last year in New Jersey. We know what this guy is all about on special teams. Uh, the big guy in the in the middle on defense, Hamilton, Laviano at quarterback. I, I, I've never seen these guys play, to be honest with you, so I'm kind of leaning on you here. But what uh, what challenges, if any at all, do you think Rutgers can provide today for UW? Well, from a speed standpoint, Janarian Grant is sort of their poor man's version of John Ross. Very explosive in special teams, as you mentioned. And they lost a wide receiver to the Miami Dolphins, Leontay Carew, last season, who was the more complete receiver. So they're going to try to have some growth from Janarian Grant to try and be more of a complete receiver in a similar fashion to what the Dogs are trying to get from John Ross this year. Uh, at quarterback, Chris Laviano, with the new staff, Chris Ash coming in and you know, there's been some turmoil in the athletic department at Rutgers, and Chris Ash comes in, takes over a team that, in coming out of that turmoil, he's really tried to make make sure the players realize that they can trust him. He's got their best interests in heart, and he's been around some great coaches, you know, Urban Meyer and, uh, and you know, different guys who won a lot of football games. On the field, though, there's going to be a big speed discrepancy. The toughness that Rutgers showed to me over the last couple of seasons, though, that's what from a schematic standpoint, Washington needs to play towards and make sure that they're not just thinking they're going to just barrel ahead with the offensive line and run over Rutgers because that plays in to the Scarlet Knights' hands, in my opinion. This is a game that, to me, is going to come down to the second half. I don't see, you know, the the dogs just coming out here running away with this ball club because there's a lot of upperclassmen on the, ro- on the roster for Rutgers. They've won a lot of games in the past, opening game of the season, Washington staff isn't completely sure what they'll see on either side of the ball. Some adjustments are going to have to be made, I believe, at halftime. So I'm expecting a a close, a difficult contest early, but after some adjustments and the athleticism for Washington takes over, then they'll have it in hand. But I don't expect this to be a runaway matchup. Got it. All right, Anthony Heron. Listen, man, great stuff. Uh, Enjoy the game. Enjoy as much as you can uh, working with Roxy for the next three hours. And uh, we'll talk down the road, man. Appreciate this, pal. All right, looking forward to it, Dave. Let's do it again, buddy. You got it, buddy. Anthony Heron, again, Pac-12 Football Network analyst uh, for the Pac-12. He's got the game with uh, Roxy Bernstein. Coming up in a matter of minutes over on the Pac-12 Network, uh, that's it for us. We're back after the game for the post-game show. Myself, Dick Baird, Hugh Millen, live from the Montlake Market. So instead of sitting in traffic for three hours after the game, uh, scoot down the street and join us for a cold one or three after the game from the Montlake Market. Dogs and Rutgers on the Pac-12 Network. We'll talk to you after the game right here on 950 KJR. Hey, we're tailgating. The Honks Tailgate Show on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.